Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to The Accelerator with Michael Conniff. That's me, your host. We are a podcast devoted to found up start, founders, startups, entrepreneurs, also family offices, um, angels, venture capitalists, investment firms, uh, that community, that ecosystem. Um, and I want to remind you that uh, we're available on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Amazon, Audible, and everything else, about over 10 in all. Plus, uh, for video, we're on YouTube and have been from the start, done almost 60 of these, I think. We're also available on um, Spotify, both audio and video. So you can, the point being, you can find us everywhere. Make sure to subscribe, uh, to, to rate us, um, and uh, to share and tell your friends. We would love that. Um, we also have just started a companion podcast called The Angel. So we have The Accelerator and The Angel. So with that said, I want to... Uh, um, introduce uh jordan shally hello jordan welcome to uh welcome to the podcast yeah thanks yeah thanks for having me and jordan is uh the founder and ceo of care to talk and that's spelled c-a-r-e two number two t-a-l-k um care to talk is um a telehealth platform uh starting in canada aimed at seniors and uh specifically at what what he calls, um, what Jordan calls care communities. So I guess my first question, um, lots going on in the telehealth space. Why and how did you start to get involved in it and interested in it? Yeah, it's a good question. So, uh, you know, during the pandemic, uh, my, my kind of grandpa was the kind of, kind of help Kickstarter um, just with isolation and, you know, the, the restriction of, you know, connecting to families easily. Um, was a challenge. So we kind of, we didn't get into the telehealth right away. We just got into like the communication part. So just simplifying the solution. So, you know, grandpa can call out, grandpa can call in um, and making it really accessible for, you know, for him and making like an app based program for the loved ones. So that's kind of how it all started. And then we kind of morphed into kind of health side as, as things were opening up in, in care communities um, or retirement homes. And so we kind of, then got into the health side. So that's kind of where it all kind of started. How about you? How about you personally? Um, and you're in lovely uh, Victoria, uh, British Columbia, Canada, where it is uh, sunny today. That's headline news. Uh, we want everyone to know it's sunny in Victoria, if not Philadelphia. But what about you? What what Do you have a particular interest in this space? And I, I believe you told me that you kind of went through something like this with your, with your grandfather, right? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? It was just, you know, just, just seeing what, what, what was happening. It was just very hard to connect. And during the pandemic, there was, you know, team links, there was zoom links, there was Android couldn't talk to iOS, the FaceTime wasn't. And so there's all these different kind of platforms and, uh, you know, dealing with my, my grandpa and even my, my parents, you know, my parents are in their sixties, grandpa's in their eighties. So there's still a disconnect of technology. So that's what kind of helped me lead kind of, or help kind of jump into the space. Um, to kind of help, obviously, you know, aging parents and then connect with their parents at the same time. So, right, right, and and you know, this idea of care to talk. So, how how did you implement it, and how important was literally, you know, verbally talking to your your parents um, on your platform? It was good. Like, yeah, there was obviously, you know, when you do your alpha customers or, you know, obviously the early first one, um, you kind of learn from it. And uh, we just did a good job of just hearing feedback. We didn't we didn't start creating anything until we heard from customer use. So we kind of built it on the, the backs of seniors of, 
of what they needed most of the of the mm-hmm. of the tablet or you know what they're looking to get out of it and then connecting with the family so we we had a good little not research group but just a nice little um group of folks that kind of you know used it tested it played with it tried to break it and so that's what kind of kind of started it so you gave you literally gave seniors hardware you gave them a tablet yeah it's actually there's one actually behind me ironically it's it's just a tablet oh, that's a small so it's a it's actually an android tablet an Android tablet. It's like an eight-inch Android tablet, so it's a small it's a one. Tablet to, to hold. It's on a stand, but we we play with iPads. iPads are a bit heavier, so they're just looking for something, just kind of somewhere where they could just hold and and make it not you know not so not a ten-inch tablet, but uh, and and what, we did. Yeah, and what happens on the platform specifically? It's just video calling, so it's just a simplified video calling application um, for when we first started out. So. It was basically giving seniors the ability to enjoy the the video connection that maybe the younger generations were having. So right yeah. to their right to their family, their kids presumably, or their kids. Uh, are so it's yeah. like a, it's like a direct connect. They just like press a button. It's just for the seniors. There's just one touch of a button, so they're it's all faces on the screen. So they just hit the face, it calls, and then the other end is just an app base that families use to connect with the grandpa or grandparents. So essentially, a private network to your family. Yeah, it's closed loop. It's 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 no one else can call into unless you've been invited to it. So the the primary family member of that senior, that special one in their life, has permissions to add or remove people from seniors' tablet remotely. So it's like a closed loop, um, no spam, no um, you know t- no targeting, uh, you know sending bitcoins and stuff like that. So it's really meant to just more of an engagement. And when somebody, you know, when a relative calls in on that, I would think it's sort of like uh, having a hotline. You know, it's sort of like the red phone goes off yeah, and, you know, it. you know, you got to answer it. You know, it's important. Yeah, um, it's a exactly. um, brilliantly sim- simple idea, I think. Now, but where does, that's the talk part, but where does the care part come in? So the care part is we, we when we, when we're doing discovery calls with, you know, communities of, um, you know, how are you connecting with seniors now that Zoom has you know become very popular, you know, it's becoming more demand. So a lot of seniors now that enjoy the video calling want it more. And so that positioned us in a way where we involve the care communities to do more of a B2B play. Um, so it reduces their time. So we have some customers that have had over 2000 calls. And, and so how they, they translate that into, you know, a perk for them. It costs about a community 30 bucks to do a zoom call, even though it's free, but it's the horsepower it takes to get a tablet, set the call up, engage the family. So, that's how we involve the care. So we try to create more independence in the in a care community while making it easy for the you know the care staff to you know make these simple connections independent of their day to day operation. Okay, so so um, let me rephrase my question slightly. Asking about care, and we 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 always love the dogs. We love to have dogs in our podcast. Yeah, sure that. <laughs> Tell them to come on in and introduce himself. Um, the the so. Rather than talk about care, let's talk about, you know, medical care or medicine or doctors or are they uh, a part of this network or is it all family all the time? Yeah. So version one was just family and now version two is is the telehealth space. So um, the care communities um, could invite our doctors, nurse practitioners to call the tablet. Um, The primary family member can can book an appointment for mom or dad. Um, so the primary family can actually be on the call of mom or dad. Um, so we've kind of now introduced our care team that's kind of all remote, but the ability to um, 
if you talk to your mom, she's not doing good. It's hard to get her a doctor's appointment in real time. Um, you know, going to the hospital is not not the best. And so this way, the, the family member could be fully involved in the parent's health. Uh, and, and we do it across, like, we're in 12 different countries of, of calling into Canada. So it's cool to see, like, you know, Italian folks call in to get a doctor from Canada, connect mom, doctor, and have the Italian family there. So it's it's a pretty cool, again, engagement, but keeping the families together because sometimes it's too late. Um, I wish I would have had this before. So we're, we're more of a proactive approach than maybe more right. reactive. And what do you charge for it? So we, we have a couple different models. Like our, our straight fee is 45 bucks a month. It's, you know, unlimited calling, unlimited contacts, unlimited connections to doctors or nurse practitioners. So it's a simple 45 bucks subscription. We give the hardware for, for you know, for free um, and it's all that stuff. So that's, and, and then um, um, the subscription, did you say, um, uh, there's a subscription charge and, and also a, a care community charge, or is it $45 to the family and that's it? That's it, yeah. So either the care community pays 45 bucks or the family pays 45 bucks. Uh, it's just one price, 45 bucks, and then it's free for the family members to download the app. And so it's um, one subscription kind of for the family. How, how, how common is it for the community for, to pay for that? We're probably about a, about a 50-50 split. Um, okay. The reason why communities they depend on if it's independent or re retirement um, or assist living. Sometimes they share the tablets. So there's a different pricing model, but uh, majority we just start off with 45 bucks a month and then based on volume or yeah. Okay. And where, where is, uh, where is the service now? Where are you, where are you situated? Uh, I assume British Columbia, right? Yeah. So we're in five provinces. So British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. So those are the markets where we could practice health and connectivity. But then the, obviously the connectivity side is, it can be anywhere. It just can't. Are, are there doctors on standby essentially? Yeah. Yeah. We have actually, we have more medical te people on our team than we actually do have employees. So um, there's, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's quite a good mix. And, and um, are they staff? Or, I mean, how do you compensate the doctors? It's just basically like we, we use it as an Uber model. So we pay them um, kind of a fee on our subscription fees. And so they can come to work um, when they want and they still have their full-time jobs, but we kind of have uh, a flexible work schedule for them to, to kind of be pinged when they want to join. So. I see. So if, um, if one of their, their clients, I should say, one of their patients, I should say, has a problem, they pick up the tablet, they hit that, you know, they hit that, um, their face, their picture, their photo, and uh, they get connected. And uh, does that mean the doctors actually are carrying these around? No, so it's the other way around. So like they, the, the seniors have to make the appointment with the doctors on the next availability. I see. So as we have more doctors on our team, you can probably get same, some you can get same day, um, but it's it's a one way in. So the seniors can't just call. Um, there has to be a booked appointment either by the care community or the primary band member. I see. Okay, so I'm beginning to get the picture here. So the tablet, is it fair to call the tablet a Trojan horse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so explain that. So now that you know, you start off with this very this you know uh, blindingly simple idea. We're just gonna we're gonna give them a tablet. It's gonna be a private network to the family and the family care people, as you add them. And um, that's it. And you're going to pay a fixed fee for it every month. Um, end of story. Um, 
And I should ask, how many are using it now? So we, we got thousands of users in, in our in our portal right now. Um, we offer it obviously the connectivity part for the loved ones to use our medical team as well for no cost. So it's uh, we haven't really monetized or anything done that. We just kind of want to see it in use and, and working, um, and then we kind of we've been kind of rolling the model of, of how we go to market. But just obviously more users right now, the better, the more engagement, the more learning we could do. Before this is our second year getting into it. We're just rolling into our second year now, so. Yeah. From inception. So, so, um, uh, I'm envisioning, um, the Trojan horse you're inside, you know, you've rolled the, the Trojan horse inside the, the, the walls. Um, what happens when you unveil a full telehealth platform that's different from what you have now? Yeah. Just like, I guess at the end of the day, when we go into these communities, um, is, is it creates stickiness because that, that access to care when they need it? Or for prescriptions or or special appointments that they they're missing, uh, the cool part about our hardware is it's um, it's transferable. So if a senior passes or moves on, the next person could sign up without you know having a new subscription or canceling that one. So it's that's why we kind of target those communities. So and then families use it like as our um, we kind of not gamified it yet, but um, you know if you're not using the tablet or the family's not using it enough. You'll get little reminders, little nudges, like how DoorDash, you know, notifies you at four o'clock if you're hungry or not. So kind of getting that engagement of, you know. Oh, really? It can, so it, there's a sort of a, mo so a monitoring element, would you call that? Yeah, like if, you know, if you haven't talked to your grandma for two weeks, you'll get like a, you know, notification saying, hey, you know, when's the last time you connected with your, you know, grandma? Oh, it's, kind a, of, it's a Jewish mother. Yeah. <laughs> however you want to, however you want to do it. But, you know, how come you don't call your mother, right? Exactly, I guess yeah. that's universal, not just not just Jewish, but that's everybody. Yeah. So, um, so, um, but the I want to get back to the Trojan horse concept because to understand that, what's what's the what is the end game for you? Uh, the end game for us is obviously you know target you know kind of the, the senior the senior market just because it's a growing market, but it's not not very popular. It's a harder sales cycle. Uh, it takes a lot more work because there's there's hardware involved in a bit. Um, so our, our end game is is obviously, you know, when we do it, kind of get to a Series A standpoint, you know, connect with a um, a strategic partner at the end of the day that's in the health space that's obviously knows it quite well. That's kind of the under sixty five market group, so we could adopt or have synergy between. So that's that's kind of my end game is 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 really break into the U S. with a Series A, but really having a strategic partner. We have. Partners up in Canada where like, you know, doctors invest in us, pharmacies invest in us, but really get that level up experience in the U.S. because right now we're just offering in Canada. So you've done a seed round? Yeah, we've done a couple seed rounds. Um, just uh, just closed up our bridge round and then uh, the goal by uh, mid next year is to do a Series A and start getting to a few states that are on our kind of target list for for senior support. A few United uh, of the United States. Yeah, a few states. Yes, yeah, a few states that have good programs and incentives to bring kind of engagement telehealth, you know, um, um, kind of platform to their state. Because obviously, the popular states like California, Texas, Florida, those are those are big markets, but you know would achieve a lot of capital to go go into them. But there's some good states that are just kind of small, quiet flyover states that um, can still actually need the system. It's just not. Maybe a, a sexier state that you know one one 
what I'm, I'm dying to ask you which states, but I think I'm not going to ask you. I'm going to let you keep that, keep that <laughs> a great secret. Well, I'll give you one. Alaska's a, a good a good remote. Um, <laughs> it's um, above Canada, so it's kind of oh, you're finding the, the yeah, right because because Canada was not cold enough. Exactly, you, you have to go to Alaska. Go okay. up, go, go up further. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But but seriously, is are states where there are are there is a more remote population attractive for that reason? Yeah, there's there's states where you know where where internet is 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 growing where like the bandwidth. So these new markets, because our tablets are they rely on a lot of you know, Wi-Fi base, and so as markets get um, the remote markets get internet and our expansion into that market, it becomes more um, adoptable for telehealth models um, and senior engagement platforms. So. So this space is getting pretty crowded, isn't it? Um, so tell me, tell me first of all, tell me how you as a company look at the look at the space, and how would you describe it as of today? Yeah, I think the telespace is obviously growing. Um, I think um, over the past couple of years, senior care hasn't been like a popular um, has been top of mind. Um, I think because it's it's a it's a longer sales cycle, but you know by twenty thirty there'll be you know, 20% of Americans will be over 65. Right now it's 10,000 kind of Americans, you know, going into 65 right now. And so it just hasn't been, it's, not, it's a small group, but I think as the baby boomers are start, you know, doing what they have capital and they're retiring, they want to spend more on kind of health related services. So, um, you know, by 2030 will be, this will be a dominant market, especially in aged care. Well, Jordan, if you ever want to know more about baby boomers, be, be sure to ask me. <laughs> I'm a bit of an, an expert on the subject, uh, whether I want to be or not. Yeah. Um, so, but so we've got this notion of the private network, the doctors, you know, um, I assume nurse practitioners are probably on the network as well, mm -hmm. maybe physician assistants. Um, you're in Canada, you're growing in Canada, you're looking to raise a Series A at some point to move into the United States in, in several states. Um, but you're, you're kind of in a unique position in the sense that you've, pardon this uh, phrase, but you've got the ear of the family, right? Mm -hmm. So you start with the the, um, the seniors, but you've also got the parents on the line. Yeah. Uh, and maybe even do the grandchildren get on the call sometimes and the yep. children? Yeah, we have three, some, some tablets we have like three generations on them. So it's kind of nice to see. And then that kind of creates the stickiness of, of, well, you can't unsubscribe because then everyone will be disconnected. So this is kind of like the bridge or the moat. Oh, that's very, very clever. Yes. Or the wedge kind. But what, what, when I talked about the end game, I can't, it, it must have something to do with um, non-seniors in the family. Yeah. I mean, the seniors, God love us, we're going to die. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> we're short-term customers almost by definition. Yeah. So what, what, how do you address, you know, the family as a whole? Yeah. Yeah, so um, as we're getting into the telehealth space, we'll be offering services that are down the road that will be tailored to the younger generation. We have now customers are reaching out saying, hey, I'm, I'm not a senior in a care community. How do I get this, you know, how do I be part of this health network? Um, I don't need the hardware. So we're now getting customer, like outside customers saying, hey, I need this. And so we're still developing a different model. It's more of an annual plan, but you would have a, a kind of a dedicated doctor from an individual standpoint. Um, and so that's coming. We also had um, another market that's kind of opening up um, is um, small, medium businesses is is 
having this as a as a benefit for employees to have quick yeah. access to health. So we're getting to just listening to customers and saying, hey, and so, you know, part of the startup life is, you know, year two is you're still trying to get that product market fit and some things will start growing outside of your your scope. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Now let let's talk a bit if 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 you would um about the difference in healthcare in Canada versus um, the United States. Let's start with Canada. Yeah. And um, um, it, everything's part of the health service, right? In Canada, do, what's the health service name in Canada? What do you call it? Well, we like, so like our, our federal, our, it, it's in there, we have a federal health program and then, but it's, each province runs their own. So if it's, it, it's really not, it's a federal program, but it's, it's individually run by each province. So, and a, and a province is is uh, is bigger than a, a state in the United States. It's like a region, right? Yeah, like so, British Columbia, for example, is five million people. They would call that the province, right? But if, you yeah. know, California is thirty million. So, like, there's yeah. obviously, but within BC, there's like five different health regions. So, some of them don't talk to each other. So it gets within BC. There's five of them. Yeah. Okay, so so that's uh, confusing. So, um, but, but, but basically if you talk to a doctor on your platform in Canada, they are going to be part of this national health service. Uh, yeah. So they're part of yeah. administered differently. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, shift focus. And now, um, now, uh, you know, you're, you're contemplating moving, moving to the United States and all of a sudden, you know, I don't know if you've heard Jordan, but it's kind of a mess down here, um, <laughs> in terms of medical well, care. It depends who you talk to. Some, you know, it depends what side you're on because people think it's a mess here. So, uh, is that right? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we're in the news probably every second day about a province or a healthcare system um, becoming an issue. So, um, we're losing actually a lot of doctors going to the U.S. because of of the payment models and and yeah. So, what 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 typically goes wrong in Canada? Um, so that's a that's a very open that's. A, <laughs> I need, I need a few days. Other, than, other than everything. I mean, in other words, is it uh, uh, wait times, lack of availability, um, you know, those kinds of issues? I, I just think doctors, when you compare from doctors in the U.S. versus Canada, there's a huge pay gap between the difference of what doctors could make. Um, even in B.C., some doctors make, you know, can make 350 a year, but they could also make a million. So there's still this big, large gap, and it's becoming, like, specialized where – you often go specialize and so you remove that GP and so there's just more patients seeing doctors, but doctors are specializing it because they're in the federal system based on their payment plan. So it's, it's, you know, every doctor you talk to is just a different kind of story, but um, we're just losing doctors in a way where it's, I don't know who really to blame other than um, there's just a different way of looking at it. And each province does it differently. So um, we lose yeah. doctors to Alberta, Doctors come from Alberta here. It just depends on what stage your life in as your doctor. Yeah. So, but um, if you so when you come to the United States, um, dealing with senior citizens for the most part, you're going to be dealing with uh, Medicare and even Medicaid patients, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so there actually will be a uniformity. And yeah. how, how do you how do you what what is different about that when you you come to the U.S. Will it work differently? Will will the care be identical? How how will, what will the differences look like? I think the care will be the same, probably if not if not better, just because of the how you know Medicare Medicaid with the insurance base. I'm not I, I'm not 
too familiar with it, but I know it'd be, we want to hit a gold standard here. So, um, you know, by next year, it'll be better just because we want to be better. And so um, we really want to involve, you know, uh, individual doctor to see the family. We want that hands-on approach. We want that, we want the relationship that we used to have back in the day. Even when I was a kid, we used to be able to see Dr. You know, Dr. Smith and, and see me and we had a good relationship and we're slowly losing that. So um, I want to recognize, you know, there's a lot of good talent, physicians, nurse practitioners, you name it, that are maybe going abroad or, not, or leaving certain states or provinces. And so um, I think yeah. we've still got an uphill battle to go, but I go into like a strategic investment. I think, you know, folks that have doctors on the platform already, that's where the synergies can lie. And so still TBD on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it, it strikes me that Medicare and Medicaid are, you know, they're, they're payment systems, right? And, um, uh, you know, uh, as somebody um, who, who is on Medicare, it's, you know, it's the greatest thing in history. I mean, compared to what you had to do before, um, I mean, I've, I've been through the whole cycle. It started out where everyone had healthcare through their work here. Mm-hmm. And then, then it seemed like nobody did anymore, or, or very few people. And if you had, you had to pay a lot of uh, deductibles. Mm-hmm. Things got expensive, even if you were on that kind kind of care. So Medicare, Medicaid is kind of like a best case situation. And uh, and I, I what I mean by that is, with all the critics here of you know so called socialized medicine, um, you will never see a. Um, conservative American who is eligible for Medicare, turn it down because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great plan, yeah. you know, so they may complain and say it's the end of, and Ronald Reagan, you know, when it started, he said, this is the end of freedom. That's what he, that's a quote, mm-hmm. you know, this is the end of freedom, this in social security. So anyhow, there's, it's, it's a moving target, but um, will you, um, so I would assume that you would accept a Medicare and Medicaid, um, option pretty readily and what what if people have spottier health care or less comprehensive coverage yeah and, and i don't i can't i don't know too much about how the u.s plays in that market so i think you know part of our our growth in the u.s is really understand it get get a few yeah. consultants uh, in a way where it's like they understand it more and and we'll have another year on on growth in canada so we will define that scope a lot more um sure. i don't know whole time i'm just putting all my effort and energy in canada just because it's something that is still changing a lot but um i think us is is a completely different program and and adoptability but it's just where i can't i don't know enough to comment on that space until we're well well let's um finally let's talk about the future for care to talk um what do the first of all how many months before you would hope to get to the Series A round. We want to probably do the because obviously the economic downturn. What's happened right now and what's happened with the startups and, and and VCs. You know, we we just want to go. You know, our hope is you know March April um, kind of next year is to start it. Maybe some early early conversations in February, but um, kind of get after you know last of Q four over the holidays and and see where the market is. But it, as you know, it's changing every. Every week, there's layoffs happening, or you know, funding cut short, or you just, you just, you, you just, you know, still, un- there's a lot of uncertainty still. It's funny because there's all kinds of problem in tech, all kinds of problem in startup, you know, startup financing. 
uh, venture capital is, seems to have dipped a bit, but uh, you know, uh, the economy is actually doing pretty well mm -hmm. um, yeah. from all indications. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a disconnect. And then um, um, what, what is sort of the upper, what is the ceiling on your business? Like how um, let's, let's start in like British Columbia. What would be the uh, penetration you would love to have in British Columbia among, let's start with just seniors. Yeah. Like I think, I think there's, well, there's, they do better with senior programs in, in British Columbia. They're, they're kind of bound by the government, so there's some regulation behind it. But, you know, we do see us as the kind of platform to adopt our programs, so like license our software into be a program for seniors of being like, if you're in a home that has XYZ, you'll adopt the CareTalk platform because that will have the engagement, socialization taken care of, um, and then now a physician-led. So what we see for the senior for us uh, would be, is to work closely with the governments and kind of white label our application to a product that could be now usable as um, kind of a ministry standard of, of kind ah, of that would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice, but it, it's a long, <laughs> it's a long, it's a long journey. But there is, it's interesting because you know we talk about innovation in, in in our province, and you know we we hire all these consultants to build it, but then no one maintains it. So it's it's kind of sad to see what the money as taxpayers go, but there is good good talent and software in you know built in bc that could be definitely you know licensed and, and sure. yeah well this has been the accelerator with michael khan if that's me um you should also check out our podcast the angel uh, please um rate us subscribe to us on all the major platforms um uh audio and um audible and Apple and uh, Amazon and the like, and also on YouTube and for audio and video, Spotify. Um, and you can find more about me on michaelconniff.com, C-O-N-N-I-F-F.com. And uh, don't forget to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I do a lot of business on LinkedIn and, and uh, meet a lot of people over there. Um, but I want to thank profusely our guest, um, Jordan Shalley. He is the founder and CEO of care to talk in beautiful, sunny Victoria, British Columbia. See, we got the plug in. We got the Tourism Canada plug or Tourism British Columbia. Beautiful place up there for sure. Don't have to really um, exaggerate much to make that clear. But uh, thank you so much for being our guest, Jordan. And uh, we, we wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. It was, it's been a pleasure. So Thank you for listening to The Accelerator. And uh, we'll be back with another podcast before you know it.